Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The story of Martha and Mary is something that most people can understand and identify with. The idea of being distracted is something that everyone is familiar with. But do we understand how deep that can go? In today's message, Pastor J.D. will be sharing about the difference between being distracted and being with Jesus. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 16th, 2023. By way of a preface to the update today, I think it's incumbent upon me to begin by saying that everything we're witnessing in the world today is unprecedented. On every front and in every arena, everything that's happening is the likes of which we've never seen before, nor will we ever see again. Now, I'm keenly aware that saying this this way may come off as provocative and sensational. Uh, Please know that is not my intention. The Lord knows my heart in this regard. But the truth is, this is the truth. The truth is, this is the truth. But the problem is that the majority of people do not realize what's actually happening, not to mention why what's actually happening is actually happening. And the reason is that the world today is being demonically distracted by bread and circuses, just as Rome had been distracted just before Rome fell. The phrase bread and circuses came from a Roman poet who described how, this is interesting, Rome appeased and distracted the people with entertainment and gladiator games so they wouldn't realize what was actually happening. And they were certainly obliged to indulge. What was actually happening? Well, the end of the Roman Empire, which was at that time on the verge of collapsing under the weight of its wickedness and debauchery. Can you connect those dots? It's for this reason that I sensed the Lord would have me talk about that which we are being distracted by, and more importantly, why. 
I think if we're honest with ourselves, we'd have to admit that many are addicted to and distracted by many things like TV, Netflix, social media, and news propaganda, just to mention a few. The statistics are stunning concerning the average number of hours per day being entertained by these modern-day gladiator games to distract us from the reality of what's happening in the world today. This, as the world is about to enter into the last day of human history as we know it, and the fact of the matter is all the distractions are by demonic design but God. Yes, all of this is meant for evil, but God means it for good such that it's God's will that all come to repentance in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Thankfully, God is allowing even using all that's happening to open eyes to the lies, as only He can. Specifically, the lying deceptions and distractions of foot and gaining traction with breakneck speed. I want to draw your attention to a well-known account in the Gospel of Luke that speaks to this matter of being distracted. It's in Luke chapter 10. I'll begin reading in verse 38. As Jesus and His disciples were on their way, He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to Him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what He said. Ah, give me a moment. I need that moment before verse 40. <laughs> but Martha was distracted by all, distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to get up and help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. And never imagine that this is in a harsh tone. There's no disdain, there's no disgust. If this were me, there would be, well anyway, and you too, so. Just with a gentleness and a loving kindness, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Wow. 
I'm starting out this way because this account, which would rise to the level of being recorded in the canon of Scripture, is so apropos for us today. And this for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that it speaks to the Martha in all of us that has this proclivity to be distracted. And conversely, it also speaks to the Mary in all of us that's in conflict with the Martha in all of us as it relates to not being distracted. You know what I'm talking about? Actually, this conflict between them is exposed vis-a-vis the contrast between them, which will be germane to our understanding of what we're going to see today. Martha was distracted from Jesus. Mary was focused on Jesus. Martha chose to prepare for Jesus, Mary chose to listen to Jesus. Martha stood on her feet for Jesus, but Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. Martha, think about this, prioritized the physical instead of Jesus. Mary prioritize the spiritual because of Jesus. Martha was busied by many things. Mary was blessed by only one thing, which Jesus said was the better thing. Martha was worried and upset about everything. Mary was calm and peaceful, worried about No thing. By the way, I don't know if you noticed that she's first distracted by everything, and being distracted by everything led to her being worried and upset by everything. That's how it works, isn't it? Martha, and this one is... We're going to have to come back to this one, maybe. Martha attacked Mary for not doing anything. And Mary was defended by Jesus for doing the right thing. Martha, and this is tough. It's kind of hard at first to get your mind around, but she's really upset at Jesus. But Mary was ever so blessed by Jesus. Martha's angry. And she's angry at her sister. And she's even angry at Jesus for letting her sister just sit there and do nothing. And here she is in the kitchen doing everything. Tell her. He even tells, she even tells Jesus, we never do this, right? tell Jesus what he needs to do. They have a phrase for it. It's called directional prayers. What are directional prayers? That's when we pray and we give the Lord directions on how we want him to answer our prayer. So it looks something like this. We pray, oh Lord, you know, please. And then we petition, you know, his throne for our request. And then we proceed 
ever so eloquently, by the way, to inform him and direct him on the best way to answer the prayer I just prayed. <laughs> the Lord is so gracious, isn't he? It's kind of like the Lord's going, okay, are you done? Let me know when you're done, telling me how to answer your prayer. Okay, just, just pray. And here's the other thing we do. We, we try to inform. These are informational prayers. And here's what they sound like. Uh, Lord, did you see what happened on Tuesday? I can't believe that. Could you imagine if the Lord were in heaven going, this, when was it, Tuesday? No way. Way. I didn't know. Thank you so much, JD, for informing me on what happened. I know I'm kind of being overly dramatic and silly in my illustration, but I think you get the point. She's upset at Jesus and giving directions to Jesus, specific to Mary, who by the way was in the kitchen prior, because we're given this interesting detail about how she had left Martha in the kitchen. Why? Because Jesus is in the house. Was that too much? Anyway. Martha needed to do what she wanted, but Mary wanted to do what she needed. Martha wanted to take Mary away from Jesus. Mary took herself away from Martha to be with Jesus. Martha was earthly minded in the temporal. Mary was heavenly minded in the eternal. Here's where I'm going with this. The Martha Christians in the world today far and away outnumber the Mary Christians in these last days. Would you agree? And it's evidenced by how the Marthas will attack the Marys for being with and watching for Jesus while they're doing everything, continuing in their fighting and striving in the name of Jesus. Did you catch that? There's a conflict now. Here, here's the Mary Christian, hey, I just want to be with Jesus. I want to watch for Jesus. And we're just, apparently to them, we're not doing anything. But the truth of the matter is, we're doing the only thing. I find it interesting that Jesus would lovingly correct Martha for being distracted by everything, while commending Mary for choosing the only thing. Even more interesting is how Jesus would go on to say that what Mary chose would not be taken away from her, even by Martha, try as she may. Because that was the whole rebuke of the Lord, the audacity on the part of Martha. And lest you be too hard on her, maybe you should ask the Holy Spirit to search your heart, because there's a Martha in every single one of us. I mean, this, this was the whole point of contention for her. <laughs> 
tell her to get up and come back in here and help me work and fight and strive and prepare. Excuse me, Martha, if I marry, I love, well, I don't want to read too much into this, but it's a gift, I do. Uh, I put myself there. Do you do that? That's actually very healthy, by the way. I'm, I'm there, I'm in the other room, I'm eavesdropping. They don't know I'm there. I'm, I'm hearing everything that's happening. I'm hearing Martha, and then I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to hear Mary. Uh, interesting, conspicuously absent from the narrative, is any mention of Mary saying even one word. That convicts me. I'm so convicted right now. <laughs> Just that alone. But she, think about this, she wanted to take her sister away from Jesus. Let that sink in. Why does she want to do that? Because she's being distracted and she wants to now also distract her sister away from Jesus. I don't know, that could be a word for someone. I won't look at anyone, I'll just keep looking down. But this is interesting because Jesus again so gently and so lovingly and graciously says to her, Martha, and you know when, when he says her name twice, remember as a kid growing up, when, you know you're in trouble when you hear your full name, you know what I'm talking about? Or you hear your name repeated more than once, man, this is bad. <laughs> I, I really blew it. Well, th- Martha really blew it. And Jesus says to her, Martha, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to take away your sister from me. But here's the thing, Martha, it cannot be taken away from her. The implication is that what Martha chose could and even would be taken away, because what she kept doing was for the temporal and not the eternal. Here's how I get there. Martha was busy about things pertaining to her life in this world, which is passing away, and as such will be taken away. Conversely, contrasted by Mary, She was busy about the things of God pertaining to eternal life. And here's the thing about eternal life, it will never pass away. And here's the thing about eternal life, it can never be taken away because, well, it's eternal. I know, deeply profound, right? This is John 12 verse 25, a very difficult verse, by the way. It has a sanctified strength, and it needs to. Jesus speaking says, he who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Martha, Martha, you're trying to keep that which you're going to lose. Your sister Mary has chosen to lose that which she knows she will keep for eternity. Do you see the paradox? 
You know, this faith we call our Christian walk is a paradox. And I think the sooner we as Christians understand that and embrace that, the better. You know what I mean by a paradox? Almost like an oxymoron. You've got two opposing dynamics. You want to live, die. You want to keep, lose. The way up is the way down. It's a paradox. When the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Colossae, chapter 3, verse 2, he says, Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. And Isaiah explains what happens, what ensues when we do. He says, 26 verse 3, you will keep him in, I love this, perfect peace. Not just peace, perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you. Why? Because he trusts in you. Well, this was Mary. In contrast, Martha, her mind was on the things below, the things of earth. Mary's on the things above. And that's why she had the peace that she had. This is what the Apostle Paul, writing to the Philippians in chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, refers to as the peace of God from the God of peace. It's a supernatural peace. It surpasses human comprehension, human understanding. And it keeps your mind and your heart in peace, at peace in Christ. It's the peace that Jesus said He came to give. The peace that I come to give, it's not the same peace that the world has to offer. I come to give you peace, not as the world. Well, this brings me full circle to how we started concerning that which we're being distracted by and why. What follows, though not exhaustive nor in any particular order, are what I would argue the biggest distractions on the world's stage today. I suppose you could say that they are the modern day bread, circus, and games, if you will, so as to keep the masses entertained, distracted, and, listen, ultimately deceived. I'll begin with this list, which has eight of these distractions, but there are more, and we'll talk about them momentarily. Number one, Biden's Bill H.J. Res. 7, signed this last Monday, April 10th, officially terminating the national emergency related to the COVID-19 pandemic. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. 
If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.